Hello and welcome to episode 80 or something of Q&A Quest. I'm your host, Mike Apps, a.k.a. Wheels, and with me as always... I hear you trying to pull back and pretend as though you didn't already look. You didn't already have the number on hand. I don't know yeah, what you're talking pretty. about. It's almost. It's almost as if we started recording, and someone pointed out what episode it was, and then we had to restart the recording. Yes, that is the reason. Also, we oh, we are amazing. even more disorganized. <laughs> amazing <laughs> how it seems like that. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yeah, so anyway, Michael Baker from Japan. Hello. How's it going? There's a, there's a typhoon outside. That sounds horrifying. Well, actually, it's just rainy. Um, okay. I have no idea where the typhoon is right now in relation to me, but it generally misses my city. Oh, that's good. We're, we're kind of boxed in between three sets of mountains, and, or actually two sets of mountains, one huge volcano, and a couple barrier islands. So it, it, we generally don't get the full force. Well, that sounds... That sounds That's going to be really cool up until the volcano erupts. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds really cool unless the volcano uh, decides it's in a bad it, mood. You, well, you know how it is with these super volcanoes. They only go up once every 100,000 years or so. I mean, and, once it goes up, everyone's dead, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, there's a good reason why there's so much flat land in central Kumamoto, and it's because it used to be sea that got filled in mm. <laughs> from the previous <laughs> explosion 200,000 years ago. So, um... I mean, granted, we're also talking about the volcano where we've got five peaks in the middle, two of them active, and then a, um, oh, I forget the particular name for this type of volcanic crater, but it's 120 kilometers in diameter. Damn. There well, are, okay, then. There are, two cities, there are two cities within the crater. Hmm. Yes. Very nice. I mean, like, when that thing goes off, everyone else will die slowly. They'll die very quickly. So. Well, it's not going to happen fast. It's like Yellowstone. Oh, boy. So, I mean, specifically, yes, Yellowstone is the number one most active volcanic region on the planet. Iceland is number two. The eastern half of my home prefecture and the next prefecture over are number three. Ah. Hmm. Uh. For number of hot springs and geothermal and everything else. So... Trust me, we will have plenty of warning before it goes really bad. So. Well, that's good, at least. So, it won't be like Guatemala, thank goodness. Um, yeah. So, okay, okay. on that happy, happy note. Yay! Yay! Yay, possible human extinction level events. So, let's... Uh go with a less serious question that was asked in the Discord the other day. Not specifically for this show, but I said I was going to use it for the show and they said that's cool. They gave the go ahead. And this goddamn fly is not dead. Well, we're getting the, we're getting the 18 plus label on. <laughs> we always do anyway. <laughs> on iTunes. Uh, anyway, so this question is from End of Pie. Uh, who was very cool with us using question on the show, said, random fun question, if you could choose aspects from different games to merge and make your dream game, what would it be? For example, Shadow Heart Story, Diablo Gameplay, and Cuphead Art Direction. Well, I think I already mentioned the Princess Tomato slash Tales of mix-up a couple months ago. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> One day. Yes, one day I will make some really weird games. Mm -hmm. Really weird games. Um, 
I just need to actually figure out the RPG maker thing and actually do something with it for once. Um, hmm. So the idea I had that I threw out there was um, to take Saga Mechanics, grab the graphics engine from the Nino Kuni, Nino Kuni series, and combine mm-hmm. that with the um, every composer that's ever worked on a Xeno game to compose the soundtrack. And there you go. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that would be kind of cool. Who has composed for Xeno? A lot of people. Yeah. If you're can- if you're counting the like the first, if it's just Gears and Saga, you're just looking at like, uh, oh, is it Mitsuda? No, not Mitsuda. It's the Different guy. Wait, is that? Uh, yeah, I think it's Yasunori Mitsuda. But when you get to, like, Chronicles, their soundtracks are gigantic and have, uh, like, five composers. Yeah. Sounds good by me. <laughs> uh, someone, like, may, like, if we're gonna go with that kind of Frankensteining, like, someone make a, uh, Somehow combine like saga mechanics with an action RPG of the pace of something like a Kingdom Hearts, and then give it a soundtrack befitting of some combination of the world ends with you and Jet Set Radio. Ooh. Well, if you don't, if you make it less actiony and more adventure, I think that you just got Sigma Harmonics. Um, I'm gonna guess that's less cool than it sounds. <laughs> Sigma Harmonics is a. Um, a sort of gestalt um, RPG and mystery um, detective adventure game Hmm. where it it gets really weird by the end Um, but your main character is directing your combat character with music so you change the the combat music and it changes her combat style that's a neat idea it's also one of two RPGs I've ever played where you hold the DS sideways hmm yeah, there were just a handful of games that did that, and we only got a couple of them in the U.S., but none and, of them were RPGs, I don't think. Yeah, it was primarily a um, a visual adventure um, mm. type of style, mm. which explains why the two games that I do have that do it, do it. So, yeah. You know, because they're both very heavily based on that style of game. Yeah, I think the only thing I can think of that uh, wasn't... Like, we got... I can think of two games that did that that got U.S. localizations, and one of them fits that style perfectly. It's uh, Hotel Dusk. Then the other one is Ninja Gaiden Dragon Sword, which was very much an action game. It was a strange choice. Strange. Yeah, I never played that. Um, was it's it actually quite good. good. Yeah. Just seems like such a weird idea. Uh, I wasn't big on touchscreen-only action games, but that one's really good. Well, maybe I'll grab it if I ever see a copy in a retro shop. Just for the but, idea. Yeah. but yeah, that's that's probably the Frankenstein that I would end up uh, going for. Were the um, were those Prince of Persia DS games? Were those touchscreen only? Yes, they sucked. <laughs> and why do you keep bringing them up? Why do you keep doing this? To me? I don't know. It just popped into my head. I'm I so hate sorry. You so much. Uh, You're not though. That's the thing. You're not. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know. You, you've convinced me to play many a good game, and I gave you a piece of shit <laughs> to play. You've given me some good games, I just haven't really had the capacity to play them as much, because my TV is bust, but one uh, day. Yeah. 
Anyway, any other... One day I'll play your copy of Tales of Rebirth. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Uh, any other ideas for random weird combinations? I think uh, most of the other ones I would come up with would probably involve uh, card game battle mechanics. Oh, I, I've probably played everything, every possible combination of card game battle mechanics. So instead, let's do um, stealth, survival, action, fairy tale, beat em up. Hmm. I'm not sure how a stealth beat em up works, but I'm very interested to see the attempt. Basically, you try to hide from the monsters for as long as possible, and then when you get caught, you just start kicking stuff. I'm into it. Yeah. I feel like I could, I could, like, latch onto this for a few hours, so I'm, I'm a little worried about giving myself too much license to just start Frankensteining together concepts. <laughs> so, I will leave it at my one, and then go look up more about uh, Sigma Harmonic. And find out how long ago that it came out only in Japan, probably for like PS2 and or DS. Oh, hold on. Snake is calling me. Well. Oh, there's a good idea. What? Some sort of Metal Gear Solid game, but all RPG-ish. That's Metal Gear Acid. That's for you. Oh, that involves cards? That is a car both Metal Gear Acid one and two are card based, turn based strategy games for the <gasps> Oh my god. Uh, right you'll you have to excuse me for a minute, I have to go um um I have to go. <laughs> if you <laughs> thought regular Metal Gear story <laughs> was weird, this is about to like you're gonna Metal Gear Acid One's plot line is the more sane of the two and starts with two puppets hijacking an airplane. Interesting. Two puppets hijacking an airplane. Yeah. Puppets. Yeah, puppets. <laughs> Are we talking Bert and Ernie here, or something like else? Like marionettes. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Metal Gear Acid's weird. Metal Gear Acid 2 is somehow weirder? I can't well, even remember if Metal right Gear Acid... It's right name, Acid. Yeah, yeah. It was also... I remember them explaining why it was called Metal Gear Acid, and their explanation was, well, you see... Acid melts metal, and this is a very different Metal Gear, so, you know, it's, it's different. It, it destroys your expectations. Or you could just be dropping acid, and it would make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, that's very true, especially of the second game. I don't even remember if Metal Gear Acid 1 is canon to Metal Gear Acid 2, which is even stranger. Hmm. They might, in fact, be... like. this. They do create, I believe, the fourth uh, game... That considers Metal Gear 1 to be canon, but nothing else. Which is also the case of Metal Gear 2 Snake's Revenge, uh, Metal Gear Solid for Game Boy, aka Metal Gear Ghost Babel, and Snatcher. Yes, all of those games are technically different sequels to Metal Gear 1. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. Well, speaking of dropping acid, <laughs> uh, I think you could take... Me? <laughs> no, stay with me for a minute, okay? Stay with me for a minute. I think you could take the weird uh, kind of fictional world created by the recent Wolfenstein games and turn that into some sort of full RPG. Mm. Um, take your pick on the exact mechanics of that, but it seems like that more than just a... Not that it's bad or anything, it's also great on the Switch. 
but oh. it's, I feel like there's more for more than just a straightforward uh, first-person shooter. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of detail in that tragic, tragic world. So. Yeah. And yes, as I said, runs great on the Switch, even undocked. And I need to pick that up. Yeah. But uh, I think we've pretty much done all we can with this question. Should we move on to a new one? Yep, sure. Okay. Let's see here. From Budai. Uh, do you feel... Oh, God. Uh, you gotta discuss MOBAs. You gotta do it. Do you feel it's weird that MOBAs have a lot of key elements of RPGs, but they aren't RPGs? Something like Mass Effect lacks many of these traits, yet has strong RPG traits. Oh, God. Fucking this is why I like to argue that the G in RPG is not game or genre, it's gestalt. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not the sum total of different elements in the game, it is how they work together. Yep. MOBA's part... So, help me remember exactly what makes up a MOBA properly, <laughs> because I've never actually played one of these things. Uh, they are five-on-five five simulators, five-on-five uh, five hating everyone else in the room simulators. <laughs> That's what uh. I thought... Multiple on or it's like multiplayer online battle arena. Yeah, the 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 actual acronym is so generic that it could literally describe anything. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, yeah. There's no real story. There's no real. There's like leveling mechanics. Yeah. Because like the games, the genre sprung forth from a mod for Warcraft Three centered around hero units. God, I hate that fucking mod. Yeah, Defense of the Ancients, hence where Dota 2 came from. We are already far past the (laughs) point of caring at this stage. Uh, But Defense of the Ancients, and they have like... uh, Sorry, go ahead. So basically it started off with the just the leveling mechanics that we associate with RPGs. Yeah, but entirely in like this real-time strategy arena context. And like this idea that like, oh, you're playing five-on-five, so it's entirely... uh, Cooperative, competitive, takes like two hours to do any given game. Like, they... Again, I've discussed these a lot with friends because we've all just sort of come to the conclusion that these exist to make sure that no matter how they participated, you hate everyone else that took part in them. (laughs) Because no matter how well you played, you will be upset with someone... with the majority of everyone else's participation at the end of the game, because they've had two hours to screw up and ruin something for you. <laughs> Basically. But yeah, they also have a lot of degenerate mechanics that involve things like, oh, I need to kill my own units so other people can't get experience from having killed them. Yep. Sounds about right. So, yes, we we were forced to destroy the village in order to defend it. Yeah, something like that. Uh... But yeah, so basically, like, somebody was having Nam flashbacks when they programmed some of this thing. <laughs> but yeah, like this is one of those things where it's like MOBAs are only RPG adjacent in that all of the numbers are on the surface, essentially. Other than that, like I mean, even even online RPGs generally only confine competitive aspects to specific portions of the game, like. Cooperative, definitely, but competitive, not so much. And, yeah, it's, it's also, as you were mentioning, like, it's a lot more, what do these elements come together to try to produce, as opposed to what are these disparate elements recombined, how do they resemble each other, even though they're moving in opposite directions? 
In I conclusion, I don't think any of us likes MOBAs at all. No. <laughs> I, I just don't see the attraction, to be honest. Neither do we. Yeah, I just, I just don't get it. It's like, hey, let's take... I mean, most of them are kind of rooted in, like, real-time strategy mechanics. So it's... Yeah. To me, it's take take all the parts of real-time strategy games that you don't like and make a game out of them and take out all the cool, like, resource gathering and base building stuff. Yeah. So basically it focuses on one aspect of a game that was that would be considered on the fringe of RPG definition to begin with. Yep. And it took that particular element so far off the edge that you kind of loses everything else. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. The only way the only way you'd consider it RPG is if your obsession is just with whether the game tells you what numbers are you're rolling at any given moment. Ugh. Can we stop talking about this? I don't want to think about yes. these anymore. Yeah, <laughs> let's move on to our next question. I, I was just trying to think of some way that we could actually turn a moment into an actual RPG, but that would almost certainly require it to become single player. Mostly. Yeah, and once it does that, I mean, like it just turns and into it, like Diablo or something. I was just yeah. saying it would probably end up returning back to its Warcraft roots. And then yeah. we'd finally have Warcraft. Hmm. Oh, don't you love... Isn't World of Warcraft enough for you? No. You'll get an orc in Overwatch and you'll like it. Ugh. Okay, let's let's move forward. It's depressing. Okay. Uh, so next question, as I was trying to grab, is... Uh, oh, come on, Budai. What is this? The worst he's, RPG he's not named, named Mugen Souls. Mugen Souls. I was going to say, you pronounced it correctly. You pronounced <laughs> it correctly and then corrected yourself to something that is incorrect. Okay. Uh, this is clearly Suffering Week. Mugen Souls Z? No, that um, doesn't count. Let's say um, Omega Labyrinth. Ooh, that's a good one. Never heard of that one. Omega Labyrinth Z in particular, because that's the one that just managed to get itself refused from Britain over questions of over-sexualization. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I'm so, happy you're not knowing what this is. Well, the Omega Labyrinth series games, it sounds just like your regular dungeon crawler, except yeah. that, first of all, the first time that something's weird is that the Omega isn't the normal capital Omega, it's the lowercase Omega, which looks like a really rounded U. And in the game logo, it is very obviously the outline of the main character's breasts. <laughs> okay, so, then. These are yep. the games... That, at least, I'm not sure about the second game, but I know I remember reporting on the first game, and the entire story is about these two girls at a magical academy who are so dissatisfied over their bust size compared to their, um, their classmates that they go searching in the dungeons under the... Um, school looking for this magical item that will make their boobs bigger. And breast size is used as a stand-in for leveling up and for magical ability enhancement. This is like the infamous, infinitely less charming version of the mustache stat in the Mario and Luigi games. <laughs> yes. So I'm not sure how the first game ever got ported anywhere, but the second game got itself killed. For, it just got cancelled last week for any sort of... Oh image. yeah, I saw this on Twitter and forgot the game's name immediately. Yeah. I just remember uh, it because it's the, it was the second set of second game series I'd ever seen that used the lowercase Omega. 
The first one was Omega Quintet that used it to make a kitty cat face in the logo. I think I like that idea better. It was a much better idea there. But yeah, Omega Labyrinth named specifically so that they could make a boob, a visual boob joke on the cover. Well, that's... Uh, choices were made. Um, I'm trying to forget as much of that as possible now and remembering the fact that Atlas localized one of the... Uh, localized like a freaking similar idea that was just like, what if we localized a wizardry clone based off a porn game? Oh, Which yeah, that was... Dungeon um, Travelers. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, I mean... I forgot all about that. How is there an entire cottage industry of these? Um, because of Japan. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was like Two Hearts was like a graphic novel series for the PC, and those always had, like, side unlockable side content that was more mature, even if it wasn't the main option itself. Like, uh, I remember Utawari Rumono originally had some R-rated content in the original game that got removed when it was ported to other stuff. So wow. part of it is just the milieu that it came from. But Dungeon Travelers is specifically aiming towards the same demographic that Compile Heart has the more market cornered on. Wow. So it's, it's another one of those cases where they know almost to the exact digit how many games they're going to be selling and whether or not they will turn a profit, and anything above that is just gravy. There is a part of me that's just imagining having, like, in your job description, imitate, imitation compile heart. Yeah. And just well, weeping. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Aqua Plus isn't really imitating compile heart, they're just competitors in the same market. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, you're the less well-known company that does the same thing as compile heart. <laughs> yeah. And actually, Aqua Plus has been around longer, and it's probably better compared to either Type Moon or even Falcom. Wow. So, yeah. I presume in terms of financial shape, not uh, quality. Uh, yeah, I mean, just like tradition and fan base. Ah. Uh, um, another game Falcom. that would be like that, oh, uh, what was I just... Oh, Toshin Toshi. Oh, I think you talked about this. I remember yeah, this. Uh, it was, this was an entire series of heavily pornographic dungeon crawl fantasy games for the PC. And the third game managed to get itself ported and heavily, heavily overhauled for 3DS. <laughs> so that it's not explicit that the presents that you receive from girls over the course of the game are actually knights. Um, like, specifically, when you beat one of your um, rivals in the arena you win his girlfriend, and you spend the night with her after that. That's very much a porn game premise. Yes. So, well, um, yeah, I am, I'm rather shocked that that game ever got remade at all, much less for the 3DS. I mean, okay, yeah. like PlayStation Portable or Vita, I could almost understand because they, those two have always had a bit of a side market in that area, but Nintendo, family values... That was peak Nintendo not really caring about anything that gets published on their platform, and then yeah. it, as long as it wasn't, like, actually straight-up porn, so... Yeah, I mean, that was, I think that was the same year that we got um, Starfrost, Amazons, and... Um, oh, um, dang it, I actually wrote the impression for this one. 
I'm remembering you mentioning these magna? all. Something. Something magna. Um. Oh, I remember you talking about this one too. It was cutesy, and they really should have done more with the plot line and the, the characterizations, and maybe given it like three or four times more monsters. Um. Dang it! I'm gonna be killing, kicking myself for this one. Oh, uh, I can't even Good. go into the other room and check because I sold this thing back months, uh, years ago. I was gonna say you can. There we go. Um, what was the English title for this? Because I cannot believe that the Lord of Magna, Maiden Heaven. Oh yeah. Oh my god! I forgot they tried to localize that. They did. They did localize it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't Excellent. remember if it. Had and amazingly, the the, maid, the Maiden Heaven thing was actually a joke from the Japanese version originally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that would be the year of very questionable decisions on what to look to license from Nintendo. Was that published by Marvelous in Japan? Yes. That explains XT's involvement. Um, yeah. I, I mean, want to think about some of these that aren't like just really badly hidden porn. Well, I mean, Lord of Magna isn't really bad. Oh, okay, it's not really too hidden either. Um, <laughs> Lord of Magna is one of those games where it could have been a really awesome game if they had put more into it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, there were some kink, literal kinks in the battle system that could have been worked out. We could have gotten more variety in the monster types. We could have made it easier to get items. Um, we could have shown a lot of the scenes that are implied whenever you look at stuff in the house. Um, but no, it was, it was there to sell the cheesecake. Um, yeah. I'm sure it did that well. Yeah. Um, but it, I would still say it had more merit as a game than Toshi and Toshi by just, quite a lot. Probably more trying... Dungeon Travelers as well. Oh, uh, I believe it. I'm not playing any of these. <laughs> See, um, Starfrost Amazons was a pretty typical dungeon crawl type game based around concept of a prison break from a world dedicated to keeping prisoners on it. Um, which is really cool until you hit the part where, as part of canon, the entire universe is female. There are no There are no male characters. So it turns from a standard prison break scenario to a lesbian fetish prison or prison porn scenario pretty quickly yep yep someone someone made some choices here about how they were going to make their living yes and it's it's another one of those games that has punishment mini games finally more yes yeah, so i i played the demo for this one at tokyo game show i can't remember which year i've kind of blocked several details <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember playing this the first level of that game and it was pretty decent as long as you didn't look too closely at the enemy or character models up until you beat the boss and you have to whip her into submission yeah let's all do that let's all do that on the show floor yes so this is on my list of games I'm never getting partly because no and partly because I do not want my wife to see that I have this game there. This would also be you. this would also be the line of reasoning why I sold back. Um, actually, when I um, 
when I won Neptunia 2 in a lucky bag pick one year. And <laughs> put, it in the th- put it in the PS3, played for about 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, this one's going to the resale store. Okay. Probably made a profit on that lucky bag. Oh, uh, I mean, that was the year I had two lucky bags, and I actually made, I actually came out of it with a copy of Dragon's Dogma and 500 yen. Ooh, pretty good, actually. Profit. So, so yes, I did. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that falls into, like, worst RPG that's not Mugen Souls, that is not, like, again, some sort of porn delivery system. Uh, I mean, Crossedge? Yeah, unfortunately, those two crossover games were pretty awful. Um, Yeah, a lot of those crossover RPGs are just really bad. Yeah, some are worse than others, and those were worse. Um, Project uh, Cross Zone was pretty good, though. Oh, yeah, um... I mean, that, I'm a Super Robot Wars fan. There are crossover RPGs I like, but yeah, yeah. I, I think um, the the Bandai Namco crossover series. Um, I mean, Namco, and Namco X, um, Capcom, and uh, Infinite. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Endless Frontier, Project Crossover. Those are good games. Yeah, those are kind of the high water mark for the genre, and then you get to things like Cross Edge and Trinity Universe, where it's just like, oh, nothing can save this. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I am kind of curious to see how the next Atelier game goes, because it's one of those massive crossovers in pieces. Hmm. And considering hmm. that it has characters confirmed from the Salberg, um, Iris, and Dusk subseries, none of which are actually canon with each other, hmm. this should be kind of interesting. Hmm. It's a fun idea, at least. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely going to get it. Um, it'll be fun to see. Um, speaking of other cross- crossover games, I've currently got Super Heroine Chronicle on the shelf in my room to start sometime soonish. Hmm. What's that one? Um, it's it's a crossover strategy RPG based on various superheroine anime from the 90s. Hmm. And I don't actually know any of the series involved, but I remember when I first reported on it a couple years ago, looking through it all and describing it as a interesting collection of series with varying levels of um, seriousness, loopiness, um, cheesecake, and lesbian subtext. Hmm. So, um, I have no idea what's going to be happening with this game, but it's going to be interesting. I googled this up to see if it uh, was to my expectations, and yes, this was made by Van Presto, the people who make Super Robot Wars. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, not surprised at all by that. They do have some Okay, I'm not going to say great, but they do have some interesting crossover properties. They, they do a lot of this sort of thing. It's kind of their raison d'etre. Yeah. I mean, they made one of my favorite Atelier games, even if it's no, not considered a canon part of the series. I think my favorite, like, weird crossover game is that time that, uh, I want to say it was, like, Toys for Bob made a Japan-only, like, hideous 3D PS1 Magical Girl crossover game. Toys for what? Toys for Bob, the developers of famous uh, early 90s, late 80s PC series Star Control. Uh, it was, I was not clear as to how they became charged with putting together this product. Oh, I want this Okay. Yeah. Uh, Majoko Daisaksen, Little Witching Mischiefs. Majoko Daisaksen. Oh, there we go. Okay, now I am curious. And these were old I, anime I even think- at the time. I think I have seen this in the store before. 
Yeah, but like this is these were old Magical Girl anime even at the time. Like the most recent one was from 1980 at the time. Oh, I recognize some of these. Yeah. yeah. Oddly enough, I mean we've got Cutie Honey, Mahotsukai Sally, Echo Chan. These are actually really some famous series. Yeah, like these were. It was super weird that like the that anyone involved was the people selected to make this product. Wow, talk about deep cuts! I didn't realize Mahotsukai Sally was that old. Yeah, yeah, I want to say that's Yokoyama? Maybe. Yeah, the most recent anime in, out of the seven was 1980. Yeah. Sky True. Sally was 1966. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was a... That is that is a Yokoyama property. Yeah. Right before his I stuff mean, got expensive. <laughs> there, weren't, there weren't that many series made back then. Yeah. But... Yeah, so, most of these are so old that they became iconic for that reason. Yeah, some of these still get remakes, especially Cutie Honey gets one every few years, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, the main reason I know Mahotsukai Sally to begin with is I was doing, I was at karaoke many years ago and I was trying to type up something by Aerosmith and I got one number off. And it's <laughs> Mahotsukai Sally theme song and I'm just sitting there going, what the hell just happened? Uh, <laughs> Next time you'll get one number off in the other direction, and it'll be Aerosmith covering the Mahotsukai Sally uh, theme. That would be... Okay. Um, um, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my favorite, like, how does this exist crossover game. Oh, well, there was one other that was also probably by Ben Presto. It's a PSP game that I came across many years ago and saw again this last weekend because I was searching for stuff for Mac. Yeah. Um yeah, but it was um, all late 90s, early aughts anime. So yeah. you had stuff like, um, you literally had Sergeant Frog and Slayers crossed over here. Finally. I cannot remember exactly what the title of it was, but it was, I mean, it was a PSP crossover game with ridiculous numbers of completely unrelated series. Uh, ben Presto probably made at least 20 PSP games, so it's probably going to be kind of hard to figure out. Nah, PSP, Sergeant Frog, crossover. See, I'm seeing an anime news network post from 2010 that might involve Here this. Here we go, found it. Heroes Fantasia. Heroes Fantasia. Darker Than Black, Blood Press, um, Slayers, Orphan, um, Karora Gunso. Yeah. Man, this is some this is some early aughts uh, crossovers I'm seeing here with some '90s to late '90s to help balance things out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, the only reason I said late '90s was because Sergeant Frog started in '99. Yeah, and Slayers is more of a '90. It's a property I associate more with the '90s. Oh yeah, especially the outfits. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, some of these others I just like. Oh, I remember seeing, hearing people mention these several times in the mid early to mid two thousands, like S Cryhead, which I didn't think anyone remembered happened. Yeah, some of these series I only recognize because I had to look them up for Japan Demonium to describe this game. <laughs> <laughs> so, except for Sergeant Frog, everyone knows Sergeant Frog. Yay! Forever Frog. Yes. I mean, we're talking about weird game mashups. Sergeant Frog plus Tails. Yeah. Yes. For uh, any excuse to mention either that or Metal Max. Yes, yes. I know. Um, I mean, I am. I think I'm like officially over and done with 
on Tales of Innocence mm-hmm. at this point. Yay! Uh, so I'm still at least two bosses away from the end, but the difficulty scale has ramped up so massively that, and the fact that I have no access to buying life bottles anymore. Well, that seems like a real problem. Yeah. Yes. Wait, what so the I, hell? I, may, I may just petition for a reprieve of finishing in order to review. In which case, um, the first paragraph of the review is going to read, After braving the good, the bad, and the froggy, um, <laughs> with links to the appropriate reviews, because, yeah, I mean, my fourth Tales game for the DS. we got the good, the bad, the froggy, and now the mediocre. Yeah. Froggy might also qualify as good, but it is also froggy. No, I mean, technically it's not a part of the Tales series, it's just... You know, it is a Tales game. Yeah, I mean, it was made by Namco Tales Studio. That's as Tales game as you get. Yeah, it, in which case it's more Tales than Innocence or Tempest. Yeah, <laughs> or Dimps and Alpha System, I think. Yes, the Alpha System did Innocence, but they also did a lot of the um, Tales of the World games, some of them much better than others. Yeah, those are always super up and down. And Linda crossover Keys games. And, and Oreshka. Um, oh, yeah, they did. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and yet, Tales of Frog is still the best Tales game on the system. <laughs> That's high praise, given how much I like Tales of Hearts. Yeah, Tales oh. of Hearts is pretty damn red. Yeah, but it still suffers from being a Tales game and taking its story way too seriously at times. This is true. I see what you mean. Sergeant Frog does not have that problem. <laughs> Sergeant Frog is uh, busy being truly insane, so... Sergeant Frog gets in arguments with his own narrator. (laughs) As you do. Sergeant Frog examines a well in the ninja village, and everything goes dark, and the narrator says, he fell down and everyone died. And then Sergeant Frog goes, no, wait, no, he didn't, shut up, why are you telling them that? Oops, sorry, it's dark down here. (laughs) Narrator couldn't see anything, just assumed everyone died. Yes. Oh my god. Sergeant Frog does dedicated parodies of the Temple of Doom and the opening sequence to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, Sergeant Frog. Frog has an innkeeper in the medieval-style city bad-mouthing the six main character classes of Dragon Quest IX by name. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's a shame that they never localize that or any DS tales. Yeah. yeah. Even better, the the Dark Lord for Tales of Frogs was a fellow um, froggy alien who had come to invade Earth like 20 years before, and he got so obsessed with video games that he just gave up on the invasion bit. <laughs> and he used some sort of weird technology to create his own fantasy world inside this dr- this game cartridge. It was originally supposed to be an invasion attempt, but he just couldn't be bothered. Got video games to play. Yes. Yep. <sighs> He's got his priorities straight. <sighs> okay, so we have more questions. Yes. Uh, let's see. Something less depressing. Here we go. Sergeant Frog wasn't depressing. Thank it was you, just everything I. else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I, I mean. I was trying to lighten the mood with Sergeant Frog. Okay. You did. Yes, you did a good job. Thank you. I forgot that the question even started with Mugen Souls. Um, 
So the next one is... Uh, there have been a few platform RPGs, and I don't mean RPGs with platform elements like, say, Mario RPG SNES, but the Paper Mario on the Wii, that's Super Paper Mario, and Shantae, both are true platformers with some RPG stuff in there. Are there any games you can think of or any ideas you might like to see? Um, any Castlevania uh, post? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Castlevania? I both have copies of two of these games that you're talking about here. Yes. First, April Story, and the other one being Airship Q. Yes. So. Yes, yeah, I grabbed, also, an, I grabbed okay. an import copy of that because, hey, they released a patch that has English text. So. Really? Cool. Yes, yeah. And it was like, I think it was like 18 bucks on Amazon with Prime shipping, so it's like, okay. How can I lose? Why not? Is, see, my copy was technically $26 at its dia, but it had a special sale or something. I have no idea why, but I only paid, paid $6 for it. No. Nice. Yeah, not bad. Which was not bad considering that the used price on the shelf, next shelf over was $9. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I need to start that sometime. But, yeah. Maple Story is the first one I would say. Yeah. When I read yeah, this maybe. question, my first thought was uh, the, the GBA and DS Castlevania games. Yeah. 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 Maple Story kind of feels more like more RPG-ish rather than action platformer with RPG elements. Yeah. And I w wish I could understand more in the DS game because it's really cool. And see, if, you, if you're starting with a fighter in the DS game, just remember that the elderly Indian chief-looking guy that you meet at the beginning is named Dances with Pigs. <laughs> Important. Yes. Good to know. Yep. I think in the actual MMORPG, the character's name was Dances with Balrogs. Um, <laughs> but in the DS game, it's Dances with Pigs, and I, I really thought that was funny. That's, that's pretty funny. Considering the iconic um, weak monsters from the game it, are these little pigs with red bandanas. Nice. <laughs> uh, any other platformer RPGs? Trying to think of some more because there's been tons of like indie stuff that would probably qualify for this. Uh, what's it called? Rogue something. Um, shoot, the heck is the name of that game? Rogue something. That's like a platformer RPG, but the kind with permadeath and you, you have runs and stuff. Rogue Legacy. That's that's the damn name of it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's basically Castlevania the roguelike. I mean, would Valkyrie profile count? Because that was technically side-scrolling and platforming. It just wasn't action RPG. I think I'd it would. I'd count that. The platforming in that is more important than it is in most anything else I can think of that would bear the name. Yeah. Like, um... Yeah. And Maple Story had all sorts of platforming stuff. Um, Airship Q is more like Terraria. Yeah. I think it's... I think... I've only played a little bit so far, but it, it seems more interesting than Terraria to me. Which, at least uh, what I played of that just felt like Minecraft, but 2D. Yeah, Terraria is at least three quarters 2D Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Airship Q is it, what happens when you take the idea, some of the ideas behind Terraria, and you apply it to a Metroidvania. Right, and that is an awesome idea. 
Yes. <laughs> That's a more interesting idea to me, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a lot of fun playing the demo. Actually, not the demo. It was actually the actual game. It was in the indie corner of TGS 2013. So, yeah, the the game designer was really happy to have anyone paying attention to him that day. <laughs> uh, he, he got a bit busier later on, and I was very happy to see that he actually succeeded. Yeah, I was going to say, it seems like the type of game, especially nowadays, that would definitely like get a decent audience. I mean, yeah. I remember I remember seeing Terraria on when it was just like on Steam, and that thing blew up to console re- releases for like every system. So, and I'm I'm glad they I'm glad they put out an English patch. I'm sure they got some a decent number of importers grabbing copies. So maybe that'll eventually show up on other platforms. We'll see. Seems like natural fit for the Switch. All right. Um, any other platformy RPGs anyone can think of? Not off the top of my head. Would the side view sections of Link's Awakening count? Sure. A bit. Were there sections like that in For Frog the Bell Tolls? Um, I don't know. Because um, I haven't actually played that game. Um, but I do know that... Actually, I'm pretty sure that the side-scrolling stuff in Link's Awakening was made partly just so they could have more fun with the jumping item, and also because yeah. they put in visual jokes based on other games. And they gave was, you a Goomba to stomp on. Yes, and they actually let you stomp on it. Um, so. Link's Awakening is weird. You can also blow up Kirby. Yes. <laughs> They, yeah, I mean, you could win a Yoshi doll from the crane game. In That's fact, strange you had game. To, to, do, to do the trading sequence. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you could actually... You had to finish... You had to do at least some of the trading sequence to even finish that game, so... You had to interact with Yoshi. Yeah, I think you had to do almost all of it. There's yeah. definitely more to it, because, like, that, that game, for some reason, the boomerang is a super weapon, and that's what you get at the end of that sequence, I think. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, part of the fun with the boomerang is that you can combine it with the bomb, or combine the arrow with the bomb. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but it actually, there's there's not much stunning mechanic in that game, so you actually just end up killing a lot of things. <laughs> like, the boomerang hits it, and it's like, well, you might as well have hit it with an arrow, because it's dead now. Man, that was such a good game. hope the uh, rumors of that getting a remaster eventually come to pass, because that would be pretty mm-hmm. cool. There's been a lot of smoke around that one. I'm curious if there's a fire. Okay, dungeons, caves, and castles apparently are side-scrolling in that, so there's probably some platforming. So yeah, maybe if you're also looking for something like that with Link's Awakening, uh, like the side-scrolling views in Link's Awakening, maybe look at Perfrog the Beltolds. Which I really should just track down a copy of that sometime and play it Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious how that actually is. Speaking of Zelda, I guess we have to mention the worst Zelda, uh, Zelda 2. Yeah. Zelda the one to gamble on? The worst official Zelda. <laughs> Link the Faces of Evil? Stop. Just stop. Good, because I'm out of them. <laughs> uh, but, and also the the um, really cool Adventure Time ripoff of uh, Zelda 2. Hey, Ice King, why do you steal our garbage? Exactly. That's a damn good action RPG 
your platformer RPG. As long as you enjoy Zelda 2. Uh, I'd say even if you don't, because it's better than Zelda 2. Well, shot's fired. Uh, we've done this before. Yeah, no, you've, you've fired this shot into the corpse many times. Yes, yes, Zelda 2 sucks. There's also, I'd say, some of the East games probably apply to this. Yeah, like some of the, like, Oath and Kalgana has enough platforming that I'd say it qualifies. Yeah, maybe Origins a bit? Basically anything in that Nepishtim yeah. descended lineage of East games. Don't play 3, play Fulgana. Oh, 3, I forgot about Wanderers from East. Yeah, there's a reason yeah. Wanderers from East never got followed up on. Yeah. And East 8 has jumping, but I'm not far enough in to know if they, it has any actual platforming. I don't I'll pick up the Switch but... version of that when the patches are out. It's patched. Those were like launch week patches. Well, there's, there's like least... an entire month of patches apparently upcoming, but I don't have any money oh, at the moment I... anyway. Oh, and I think they actually dropped this week, so maybe that explains why I hit a random missing word early on in the game. Possible. Or maybe the follow-up translation just was did not fix everything, which... That just happens. Typos exist in games with otherwise good scripts. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Let me but tell you about this... that time that I found Japanese untranslated dialogue in Persona 3 Portable. Uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens. The, the, the problem is it's East 8, and it's... It, we all know by now what happened with that, so... Yeah, it has enough of a reputation that people are going to look for where it's broken. <laughs> exactly. It's a shame. Um, People should look at it because it's a good game. No, I, I don't want to scare anyone off from it. You should buy any Falcom game that comes to the West, like I do. I don't care if it has a bad translation. I don't care who. I am sending it. you an N gauge and a copy of the Xanadu Next version for that. <sighs> I don't care what system it ends up on, <laughs> as long as it's not N gauge. I will purchase <laughs> said Falcom games because I want over, especially. Still can't get over the fact that, like there's there's like 15 games on the engage and one of them is Xanadu next. Yeah, it is so weird. <laughs> let's let's move on. I don't have more okay. of this in me. <laughs> um, next question. Um, where was I? Which would you rather have for the Switch membership? A Netflix-like service where you can play old NES games anytime, or a system like PS Plus where they give away? I mean, the Sony kind of ran out of current games to give you. <laughs> How many retro games are we talking about here? Currently, well, I mean, we know that it launches with, like, 20. Yeah, I mean, what percentage of the total in Nintendo library would be made available this in this method? Which consoles? Because, yeah. um, depending on the numbers involved, you could be looking at over a thousand RPGs. Yeah. RPGs. The other thing that I'll bring up about this is that this this service, in for Virtual Console, which is what they were doing before, it made more sense for them to m focus on bringing out things that p they knew people would buy individually. But when you start selling a subscription service, it makes more sense to try to bring out as many games as possible and try to get people in volume. So if this if this Switch service is going to be them trying to entice people by using old games, it makes sense for them to say, look at how many games are on this. So you will, prob you will probably see 
some games that would never get virtual console releases because people wouldn't buy them individually. But mm. when they can tick them off as a box of like, look at how many games are on here, it suddenly makes more sense to bring out everything you can get a hold of. Yeah, that's why I'm surprised that Square Enix hasn't bundled up more items from its backlog or um, from its uh, catalog. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they did they supported the Virtual Console a lot more in Japan than they did in the U.S. But yeah, you can play I think Final Fantasies one through six on your Japanese DS. <sighs> but yeah, uh, like honestly, the the other end of the spectrum is that I feel like Sony sort of. Came out like they were came came out like they were killing cats with the PS Plus at first, and then like nowadays it's here's an indie game. It came out a year ago. You don't remember what it is because it wasn't that exciting to begin with, which is kind of the inevitable point where it's like, I mean, we ran out of game. Like the service became too expensive to maintain. You already used this anyway, so here's what we've got. Like, the, the big-budget, big-name games just generally don't end up on those services until they're at least five years old. And at that point, you probably would have just been better off buying a physical copy for, like, $5. So, yeah. Yeah. Give me the old games. I think Give, the me, old, the, the, give me the old games with hacked-in multiplayer. Yeah. The other, the other thing I thought about when looking at this question is... Um, uh, space on your Switch, which comes at somewhat of a premium, not as much as the Vita, because you don't have to deal with pro- proprietary memory cards, but it's still a bit. So, you know, not that I wouldn't welcome free current-gen games, but um, I think a lot of people would hit, hit the trouble of, well, I want to download everything they give me for free, and then I'm going to run out of memory card space pretty quickly. Or you could know. download this NES game that takes a tenth of a second. That's right. Or it could just be stream this NES game. I don't think you have to stream them, although you can apparently like stream them to a second player to have Ursat's Couch multiplayer. Which is, let's be real, pretty cool idea. Yeah, that's a pretty rad idea. Wheels, are you prepared? To, are you prepared to play some multiplayer Bubble Bobble if that ever shows up on the service? Oh and... Lord. Yes. Yes. Da, da. Uh, just move. Yes. 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 Oh, I've decided to add something to a previous question when people were asking when he was asking for an ideal RPG, bubble bobble, but it's an RPG. I want more RPGs about bubble dinosaurs. I will not accept Rainbow Islands or Parasol Stars. It's not proper unless Bub and Bob are both dinosaurs. <laughs> so, any more questions? Yes. Um, which game fit the bill of good game, bad story? What about the opposite? Bad game, good story. I don't well, usually get far enough into a bad game to figure out if its story is still good. <laughs> I know, I remember Xenosaga 1 and 2, the DS game, where it was, the game was mostly a vehicle for the story. Mm. So, I mean, it's not that the game itself, gameplay itself was bad, it was just that the priority was certainly on the story. Good story, insubstantial game. Yeah. A uh, good one for me is, um, Tears to TR 2. 
story, which there was an ungodly amount of, was awful, but the strategy combat was really cool. I really enjoyed it. The best part is that there had to have been like a 20 to 1 ratio of story to gameplay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, it got to the point where, well, I'm just going to skip some of these story sequences because nothing is happening here. Uh, That's when you return your book to the library. (sighs) I mean, I can think of plenty of games where I enjoyed it well enough I couldn't help thinking about everything that could have been better. That happens a lot. Ooh, another one, uh, Disgaea 5, which I wouldn't call bad. It's mediocre. But I really love the story to the point that that kind of helped me force myself to finish the game. But, yeah, not... Yeah, I think that's the thing. Normally, it doesn't matter if the story is really good. If the game is just, like, bad, there's just... Why finish it? Yeah, it's it's one of those things, like, the story would have to be really good, and usually something that has a really good story didn't completely die on the vine gameplay-wise. Yeah. I Yeah, I honestly can't think of many that have a particular... Like, there's definitely games where it's just like, nope, I'm done, I don't care anymore. But, uh... <laughs> but they're escaping me at the moment as to what I would say, like, oh, no, I checked out of the story, but I'm still playing it. <laughs> There are probably games that have stories that I like that I couldn't necessarily call good, but I would still recommend based on gameplay. I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just thinking of Kingdom Hearts right now. <laughs> uh, okay, here's here's a different example. Yo-Kai Doll uh, for Game Boy Advance. Um, it had these these fun little matching block puzzle battles that I really enjoyed, but the the story was like the dregs of shonen manga style and the game inventory was six items max um, which was not nearly enough to hold oh, enough steel items to get you through a dungeon and just the, in so many ways aside from the battles that game was crap the battles were excellent just really fun to play with but you ended up having to rely on specific monsters that had self-healing abilities because otherwise there was no way you were going to keep everyone alive long enough. So. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Any other ones? No, just thinking, I'm thinking too much about bad games and it's hurting me. Alright, <laughs> so. Instead of bad games, let's talk about this next question. Which is a better console? The Wii or the Xbox 360? And obviously, which has a better RPG lineup? Um, how are we defining better? Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're going to discuss mean, here. I mean, we're not exactly at apples and oranges here. We're more like at guavas and pineapples or something. Um, yeah. Let's, let's say um, we can define this a few ways. Impact on future consoles, strength exclusives, and um, pros and cons of the hardware itself. Like, the Xbox uh, 360 kind of gets bodied on exclusives just because so many of its games ended up on PS3. Yeah. I mean, technically, the 360 scores better on sheer technical merit, but that's partly because Nintendo wasn't trying to compete in that area. Sure. And instead, Nintendo's got all of the interesting Wiimote functionality... And it's also got a ton more 
exclusive titles. In terms of just weird things, like that's one of the reasons that I really like the Wii is that so many of its games are like, this could never have happened on anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's just anything on that system is going to be pretty unique. It's one of those things. I think the system's library is going to age, like it has started to and will age well, just because it's like, huh, I've never seen anything quite like this before and I can't get it anywhere else. Plus, I mean, the last story was probably the best thing that uh, Sakaguchi made after leaving Square. There, I said it. You got an opinion, Wheels? Uh, I do. So, the one thing I consider here is uh, Xbox Live, which um, I think certainly influenced the online services going forward and was far and ahead of PS3 online and the Wii online and obviously it got started on the original Xbox but I think it really came to its own here. It was really important for moving consoles online and uh, obviously I spent a ton ton of time on it playing Halo games. Um, But that and RPG wise I think it's definitely got a lot of interesting RPGs on it. Uh, obviously not all of them are exclusives and some of them later this year will no longer be an exclusive. Um, but the one major downside for the system is honestly the hardware because despite the power there were all sorts of weird hardware fails essentially because they rushed the thing out to... Uh, on the whole though I'm going to give it to the 360 though because uh, the Wii has obviously awesome first-party titles. We got one of the best RPGs of all time in Xenoblade Saga. Xenoblade Saga. God, Xenoblade Chronicles. Why the fuck? Monado, the beginning of the world. My brain does not work sometimes. Um, got Last Story, which is a sweet game. But and then you have like miles and miles of crap. Unique like, crap. Let me tell you about. I, I listen. There's lots of yes. There's some pretty unique and fun crap. There's some pretty unique and fun good stuff. Let me tell you um, about that time that freaking. Oh man, what were the two people in this? Let me go look this up before I tell you about that time. Uh, okay. This this is just one of my favorite. Why does this exist? Video games, which was uh, deadly creatures which was about Dennis Hopper and Billy Bob Thornton trying to get uh, forgotten Civil War gold. But for some reason, you were play- spent the entire game playing as a tarantula and a scorpion trying to kill each other, while these two idiots tried to, get- tried to find Civil War gold in the background. Uh, okay, one moment. Deadly Creatures... What? Yeah, it's Deadly Creatures for the Wii. Okay. Why? Why not? <laughs> This is the kind of game that only existed on the Wii. Also, I believe it ends with a uh, gas station exploding. <laughs> Interesting. It's very strange, but I mean, like, the Wii also just had weird things, like, here's Fragile Dreams, Farewell Ruins of the Moon. Sure. Also had stuff like a bad uh, port of Okami. Yeah, but that's not an exclusive. We're talking about exclusives now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still looking at deadly creatures and reading through the plot and thinking this actually has the plot. <laughs> 
And here we have, meanwhile, the scorpion finds his way into Strugs' gas station and battles him, quote-unquote, by stinging his crotch three times. Yeah. Tarantula fights a rattlesnake. Yeah. It's a very strange game. Very strange. I, mean, I don't think anyone but me bought it, but... I It never came out in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So I never... I mean, never this, had the chance. Just having random desert creatures fight each other against the backdrop of, like, a, an old grindhouse movie. Yeah. <laughs> the world's going on here. Featuring Dennis Hopper and Billy Bob Thornton. I don't think Dennis Hopper was in any other video games. Seems unlikely. Just, a ma- just magical to me that that would be the one video game he's in. Wii game about a spider fighting a scorpion. Also, he was Bowser in the Mario Brothers movie. Yes. Very important. Forget about that. What movie is this? I'm sure I wiped it away from my mind. I love that movie. Heavy dose. You... (laughs) What? It's so bad, but I love it, because it's like the most crazy madman's idea of like, huh... How do I try to sell a Mario movie, but, like, try to sell it to adults? I got it. <laughs> uh, yeah. What? Right around the final confrontation, where freaking Mario, like, winds up a bomb and, like, blows Bowser into the sky and then shoots him with a super scope that de-evolves him into a giant lizard? Yes. Like, that is just completely insane. Like, brutally it's insane. Like, I mean, it's like, the bomb is literally a wind-up toy that goes... Right? Yeah, like, it, it falls down the cracks, and then it walks up a wall. Like, it is a perfectly on-model version of a bomb from the game. It's like the only thing that is perfectly on-model. It's bizarre. Or, like, <laughs> Ario just sort of, like, takes a mushroom and uses it to deflect a ray gun attack. Yeah. It's a weird movie. I love how crazy of a movie it is. Sorry, sorry, just had to rant about that because that movie is just completely nuts and I love it. Like, Last every other I, bad I... video game movie is also super boring. That one's super bad, but also fascinating. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, the last time I tried to watch it, I fell asleep. Right around the time that P- peace protester songwriter Toad gets de-evolved into a Goomba that like, it's just a giant lizard man in a suit with a harmonica strapped to his chin. And an incredibly tiny head. Yeah, <laughs> really upsetting. Every, just the weirdest film. The weirdest film. Yeah, it's pretty damn weird. Yeah. Now, what we need is the, the YouTube video the brothers Mario turned into a movie. Uh, now I'm imagining Mario meets the brothers Katamanta. No, this was like a Mario Brothers movie concept made using the game and Grand Theft Auto engine. Oh god. Oh. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll send you a link later. It is hilarious. I'm into it. Oh, e- even better is the sequel where it's them versus the Donkey Kong gang. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean it gets really ridiculous. I've seen the CD underbelly belly of New Donk City. Oh, this was years before Odyssey. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine, but still, we can update things now that now that we have the technology. 
Odyssey, Odyssey. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Well, that was our last question. Um, do we have any other thoughts on the 360 versus the Wii? I can't meaningfully compare the two. They're too different. It's yeah. This is one has a Monster Hunter game, the other doesn't. You know, what? I have to give it back. I have, you know, I have to reverse my call. This is clearly a slam dunk for Wii. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter Three. Monster Hunter Try. Yeah, I still like it a lot, even though it has swimming. Fair enough. Just thought I'd ask. Remembering that time you imported Monster Hunter One done on the Wii for some reason? Yeah, I still have that. Still own that because reasons. It's it's the best way to play Monster Hunter 1 because you don't have to attack using the right control stick. Oh, man. I love that period in the like, early to mid-aughts where people are like, cameras are good for the right stick, but what if we mapped other dumber things to the right stick? <laughs> I, I don't like that period because there's never been a true remake of Monster Hunter 2, so the only way to play is with those god-awful controls. One day. Yes. And in case you're wondering, no, Monster Hunter Freedom 2 is not exactly the same as Monster Hunter 2. Or Monster Hunter Dose, if you will. Is there a reason you'd call it that? Is that was that its official title uh, somewhere? Yes. 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 Uh, I don't know what the deal with the using the Spanish word for numbers is, but uh, it never happened with 4, so they just randomly stopped it. So... Well, now I'm just, I don't know. Now I'm just thinking about like uh, that time that I think Freedom Unite got like ported to the ported to like iOS and Android, which sounded like them just have throwing darts at a board to try to figure out what would be worse to control the song. Oh, you want to know what's even weirder about that? What? It was only iOS. There was there is not an Android version. That's of that even port. crazier. What? Yeah, yeah. There's no Android port. It's only only iOS. I think it only worked for like three versions of iOS. I don't think it works anymore. <laughs> Who knows? This... I just love how, like, what? Like, did you just decide that, like, oh, PSP was significantly too convenient a way to play this? <laughs> I mean, you can play with a controller, but yeah, at that all those, point, all those people what, what that are you have doing? controllers for their iPod yeah. phone that they bring around with them? Yeah, I, I, I don't. See me after class. <laughs> but yeah, these, these, these are. Very different systems that attempted to achieve very different goals, and ironically, both succeeded pretty well at what they were doing. So, and then both, and then the follow-ups to both had major issues. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing for a console <laughs> manufacturer is success. Yeah, apparently. Like we've seen that like fifteen times. It's it's. Mm, yeah, let's let's move on. Here's the thing I know you want to discuss with us. Yeah, I have major major worries about the PS5 after... Yeah. You didn't want to play your cross-platform games on anything but Sony. Sony made that decision for you. Well, I mean, they were right to try and prevent me from playing Fortnite, because that game is garbage. I was just saying, My they'll God. do that to games that you like eventually, too. That is that is the, the most popular piece of garbage I've ever seen. Oh, no, I had fun I'm... the one time I played it. <laughs> I am beyond lost by its appeal. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, people. It's for the young people. It's for the 15-year-olds. You, you know, whatever. Play your, play your hot garbage. Um, I'll go grab a copy of Doom on my Switch to get some real Doom is multi so multiplayer shooting. Doom and Splatoon. Splatoon? Splatoon. Hmm. 
Goblet Doom. Well, there's a brainwave. There go. Let's go sell. Let's go sell an idea to Bethesda and Nintendo. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, I know nope. there's something you want to talk about. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm just thinking, you know, Ubisoft and Nintendo had this great love fest going. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do the same thing with Bethesda and Nintendo. Get get that you know Fallout Skyrim engine. And apply that to some Nintendo property. Why would you not have Nintendo making the engine? It won't break that way. But that would be just, too easy. Yeah, that would be too easy. Let's <laughs> just roll with this here, okay? <laughs> so what weird, what property could we make into a first-person open-world RPG that would be completely bonkers? Oh, bonkers. Okay, bonkers. I was going to say, because Zelda's bonkers. already halfway there. Oh, okay. No, no, not bonkers. No, <laughs> yes, that's not what I, he, he, not he, what I meant. You said the word, so yes, bonkers. Yes. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, we're in hell now. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you about bonkers for the Sega Genesis. Well, I was thinking the co- uh, the uh, Disney afternoon TV show series. So bonkers. was I. <laughs> oh. There is a bonkers Sega Genesis Watch a rabbit video game. Oh man, yeah, it's not as bad as the Roger Rabbit games. What evil have I wrought? What darkness lurks inside the hearts of man? Oh boy. So, uh, questions? Can we talk about the next topic now? Sure. Oh, we have a new topic. Hold on, I have to drag in a special guest for said topic. We also need someone to discuss this topic with, who cares? Yes. (laughs) Because there has been a bit of news recently about a certain... Uh, game being localized that came straight out of left field and it was like uh, what? Are you of all the things now? Posted on my Facebook page, Facebook wall saying, "Haha, you thought it would never happen." <laughs> yes, probably. This is going. Hopefully, he hasn't fallen asleep. I mean, that wouldn't be unreasonable. But anyway, it's Yokai Watch Busters, not two. The first one. The one that we never thought would happen because it has so many obvious visual references to the Ghostbusters movie. Yes. To the point that... We're we're not even talking about subtle here. We're talking very blatant. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, How blatant, you ask? We have major characters in the promotional video dressed up in Ghostbusters uniforms driving a parody of the Ecto-1 going up against a giant mutated ghost that looks just like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Yep. Uh, and I'm wondering what, if anything, they've changed here? Because they did change the name. Yeah. And the promotional video I saw for the English version did not highlight the Ghostbusters references as strongly as the Japanese advertising did. Indeed. <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked that this would be the case if they're trying to just fly it under the radar or if perhaps they actually did change some things in the game or I, I don't know I think we'll find out it's, uh... yeah uh, but yeah yeah um, I guess Nintendo still has long plans for that franchise in the west yes I'm just I feel like you I... wouldn't bring over Yokai Watch Busters if you didn't have plans for more I was going to say, that game had, I mean, the first game had some definite links to Yokai Watch 3. Yes, which they, so the 
third season of Yokai Watch in the West, I believe, may have started yesterday or the day before, something like that. But the third season of the show is is here, and I would have expected, you know, hey, bring the third game over already. July second, it. it premiered today. <laughs> yes. So the third season has started, and I assume that's why Buster's is coming over, but um, where's the third game, dammit? Death on Dream. <laughs> to me. Medic and Dream. Well, you know that's typical um, level 5, just dragging their feet. There he is. Striking while the iron's hot. Welcome, Eric RPG, to discuss Yokai Watch. Special Yokai Watch correspondent. Yes. yes. Our special Yokai Watch correspondent has joined us. Hey. Hey. Uh, so, were you as shocked about this news as I was? Not really. No? There was there was a little, uh, I guess, tiny leak that happened months ago that suggested that they were working on the game. Okay. Because they, they were doing, like, music um, notes and lyrics for the song that was going to be in the game. Still, it's been how many years since the game came out in Japan? Like four? Three. Almost Three. as long as it took Tales of Fantasia to come to the GBA. Oh, God. Ghastly uh, Port of Ghastly Game. But, yeah, so at this pace, we'll get uh, Busters 2 and Yokai Watch 3 uh, right as the 3DS is super, super, super dead. Don't worry, we'll get Yokai Watch 3 and 4 within six months of each other. That's fine by me. Well, what about uh, Busters 2? Yeah. That one seems like it has some of the some of the same sort of problems because it's a bunch of rip-offs of other movies. <laughs> I mean, that didn't stop this one, so... That's true. Well, so I looked yeah, at the box art and it had it had the rabbit from the rabbit version. So I wonder if they like spliced the games together and made two versions of those. I don't know. Is it just me, or does like the car in it look different than it did in the Japanese version? Yeah, it's, to... it, it's way purpley. Okay, that's what I thought. It looks much less like uh, Ecto-1 than it did. I can see them having recolored it a little bit. It, it, it has been changed a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still remember the original advertising video in the store over here, and it was unmistakably Ecto-1. <laughs> I mean, I, could, I just looked at it, and I just started laughing for a minute or two. It was it's basically leg- legally actionable. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> then again, does Sony even want anything to do with Ghostbusters since Answer the Call bombed so bad? Did it bomb that badly? I think it barely broke even. It's... But given... Well, it bombed bad enough that like they spent so much money on it they don't want to do Ghostbusters again. <laughs> I liked that movie. I mean, a lot of people liked it, but it's one of those things where it's, it's like... Funny. Um, the problem is that, like... A blockbuster movie, like a company, doesn't spend that much money on a movie to break even on it. Yeah, that's true. Like you're gonna tie up that much in the way of resources in one thing, you're gonna spend. You want to get a huge return. So yeah. And I'm just thinking about like wheels. You could you could end up like like me and 
dealing with uh, the sudden rush of Yakuza localizations and have to deal with two games in six weeks. Think about that for Yokai Watch. Mm. Oh, God. I still haven't actually finished two. Oh, man. Which version were you playing? Bony Spirits, Fleshy Souls, whatever that third one was? Uh, are I you playing all three? Third one. No, I upgraded the third one because he can just quiet you. <laughs> the only thing I messed out on is the exclusive um, yokai. Um, basically, you could get between um, Japanian S and then the S versions of Komajiro and Komasan. Yeah. But which one had Roban Yan? Uh, I think Roban Yan F was in one and. The other one was in the other one. Mm. I think, but like base robot Yan should be in all of them. But yeah, yeah I had um, is it not fleshy so bony spirit, bony spirits? Am I missing up the two names? It's bony spirits and fleshy souls. A uh, fleshy souls was the one I had, and then I upgraded to what it. Uh, psychic Spectres, because you just transfer your save over. Apparently, at some point, they also, like, in Yokai Watch 3, they introduce an America-branded Robonyan. My god. Robonyan USA. Does he look like, uh, uh that, uh, American variant of, uh, the Iron Man? I'll just, I'll just drop this in here. Uh, Yokai Watch 3 is a game I really want to be localized, because it's it's just absurd and really fun. And also uh, the Y files. Yes. <laughs> so here's, here's your Robanyan USA. Oh, so it's basically uh, a USA color-themed Robanyan. Yeah, you apparently get it by applying... Uh, you uh, fuse a Robanyan with American flour. Mm-hmm. Oh god, you know what song I'm going to have to throw on this episode now. You were going to do that anyway. Yeah. Not no, yeah, no. I hadn't planned to, but now I plan to. I wonder how they're going to handle localization because it's not like the game pretends that it takes place in America, but it does use a lot of western names instead of Japanese names. <laughs> Just give all the the fake Americans Japanese style names. I'm sure they can do something fun with it. Just give me the Y files. Live in the dream. And see what weird names they come up with for Malder and Cully. <laughs> you know what? Leave those ones behind. Leave them exactly as they are. Do they have crazy alien conspiracies or do they like crazy human conspiracies? I believe they're crazy yokai conspiracies. Oh, next time. Yokai are basically anything. I'm, pretty, I'm, not, I'm not amending that statement regardless of how wrong it is. Uh, alien goats, whatever. It's all good. Oh, I remember shooting those in Majora's Mask. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. We've very nice. slightly retouched the Poe models. They're aliens now. Anybody bother watching any of the awesome games done quick? I did. I watched the Kingdom Hearts Level 1 Proud Mode. That was illuminating. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, I was busy watching football and uh, Hearthstone Championship Series. Summer Championships! I've, I've never wanted to just, like, drag and suplex <laughs> straight into the ground before. So it's amazing that somebody can do a glitchless run of Final Fantasy VI in under eight hours. Yes, 
That's pretty impressive. I don't think is I that, have time in my life to watch an eight-hour run. Three hours. The last time, because <laughs> the last time I tried watching the Final Fantasy one, uh, I skipped through a lot of it because a lot of it was just plot stuff, and um, basically they did glitch run, and that was seven hours long, so they cut that time down even more. Yeah, that's some other good ones. I saw like this thing in the middle of the night. It was like uh, one of the bad game, one of the awful games box that was just like, here's a video game that's like a an advertisement for a Brazilian Italian restaurant. Okay. And it was like 15 minutes. That's worth tracking down. I forget what its name is. <laughs> I did want to talk about um, Xenoblade Two because I'm nearly at the end. I'm like right at the end, basically. Oh god, I'm only on chapter six. But uh, basically, I'm not gonna spoil any plots, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that uh, the game takes a different track with the killing god routine <laughs> that you've come to know from the Zeno series. Interesting. And JRPGs in general, but uh, um, instead it asks the question: Is is this thing really a god? And do we even need him? What even is this nerd? Sounds a bit like Deus from Xenogears. Where it's like, your deity is a mutant space hamster that's still locked in confinement. And technically, God's inside of it, and you have to kill it to free him. (laughs) Or something. Xenogears had ideas. (laughs) It had lots of ideas. I mean, anything from Monolith Soft has ideas. Hmm. But it also reminds me a lot of Lunar because there's even a Magic Emperor Galleon moment. Well, and I'm always the into char- that. <laughs> and there are a lot of characters that resemble the other characters from that series. Like, um, Zeke is basically uh, Kyle. But he's more of a Toony type character. But does someone break out into song randomly? No. No. Yeah. One day. And, uh,. Luna's basically uh, Mira and Pyra. And Rex is Alex. And he's got a dragon with him. Hmm. You know, that's a good point. He does kind of look basically like the dragon from Lunar. One day I'm going to go back and finish my comparative. I did, like, I did wrote notes for myself about, like, the different the differences between the Sega CD and PS1 versions of Lunar One, and I need to go back and do that with the GBA and PSP versions. Oh god, it's important. Yeah. Also, Nia is basically Jessica. <laughs> She's even a oh. cat girl. Lunar always had this very strange, like, oh, there's kind of like weird, sort of elfy, animaly people, but they don't really talk about it. It's just sort of like a thing. Yeah, they're they're. They're human, but they're different than other. And then, humans. then they made it a thing in Dragon Song, and let's not talk about this ever again. I'm done. I'm done. I'm out of here. I brought up Dragon Song. I need to die. Um, <laughs> How could you do such a thing? Let's go. I'm done. Okay. This, this call is over. Okay. <laughs> Did anybody ever play Magic Schooling School? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Apparently, no. That exists. We are done here. There's also that Game Gear Lunar game, which is uh, also similarly to Magic Strolling Soul. And it's like one of that Walking School and Magic School, or just one's a remake of the other. Mm. I hate this. I'm done. 
Damn it, you're supposed to be our Yokai Watch correspondent, not our correspondent of bad Lunar games. Is <laughs> that the one that brought up dragons? Uh-huh. I, I yeah. really don't think that we're going to get the Just Dance version of Yokai Watch. <laughs> you say that now, but give it a year. Um... Uh, we we are getting the next uh, Just Dance on Wii, right? Yes, yes, on Wii and Wii U. The Wii U is really the more yeah. surprising part of the equation at this stage. No, I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't do a 3DS version. Just Dance in the middle of the street. Just Dance. Nothing for me to do. Okay, we're okay. Just put some Jamiroquai in here, and we're done. Mm. Did you Ooh, watch Jamiroquai, the first episode of back. Yokai Watch? First season? No. Did that come out today? Yeah, that was yesterday, today, dude. Uh, on Disney XD. Yeah, yes. I'll have to see if it's reached not, the stream not service Disney, yet. Like the way Ducktales is now. I don't know why they shifted that channel. Wait, no. Uh, okay, we we are clearly out of things to say. Oh, weird. What have we done? <sighs> No, 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 wheels end this. You say there are okay. questions that go in the comment thread, or sometimes you can yell yeah. them at wheels in the street. Yes, or by street we mean Discord. Also the street. Um, yes. Also on Twitter, I guess. Uh, please send us Yokai Watch questions, because that would be fun. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm not sure about my schedule next week, because for the next two weeks or so, school is going on a weird schedule. Fair enough. Well, I, so I'd well, have to well, the, leave like almost before we could get started. Well, the good news is I will not be available next week, so okay, that one's out anyway. Well, news to me, and, but I guess one week hiatus. Yes, yeah, sorry. It's fine. Hey, you don't know me. Hey, da- hey, hey, Dave. I, I have to tell you something. I'm I'm gonna be avail- unavailable next month. Oh, thanks, thanks for telling me so far in <laughs> advance. <laughs> I wanted to know if you bothered picking up. Lost Child, despite my reservations with it. I did. Its connection to El Shaddai interests me. So Connection to good art direction and bad game. You... <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Bloodstain demo. I played it. it oh, good. I played that too. That game is good. Oh, I gotta it's a little... Yeah. The animation's a little wonky, but that's kind of what Unreal is all about. <laughs> It, the point is that it plays they, they really well and the level making design. it look good with the cell shading, though. But it plays really well and the level design is good, and that's that's enough for me. It's like her flo- yeah. jumps are still a little too floaty for me, but they feel like Castlevania jumps to me, so I'm fine with it. Like Symphony of Night felt like that, but I think it did it better. So that that game is still slated for Vita. Does that seem like a game that could actually run on the Vita? Uh... I mean, if you tried. I mean, I don't see Armature Studios. (laughs) I don't don't envy Armature Studios, but I mean, I think that if anyone can... Is Armature doing the Switch version, or are they just... No, the Switch versions versions aren't play. Armature is doing the... Because Armature was contracted to port UE4 as far as needed to be done for Bloodstained. Hmm. So they're doing the Vita version. They were doing the Wii U version, but that doesn't exist anymore, so... I never heard of Artplay. Artplay is... uh, is Igarashi's new studio. I'm just glad I switched to the Switch version, because I just have a bad feeling about the Vita version. <laughs> Let me tell bad you about feeling. that 3DS version of Mighty Number no. 9 that's definitely still coming out one, one of these years. <laughs> uh, 
and a, and a Vita version, right? Yeah, yeah, 3DS and Vita versions have been promised as recently as early this year. Yeah, okay. Watch it be a stream version instead. Oh, like, 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 like it's on the cloud or Seven. Cloud, cloud number nine. That's what it's gonna uh, be. Anyway, I I do need to go now. Okay. Yes. Yeah, all right. And we're we're gonna wrap this up anyway. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. We'll be back at some point. Yeah. Got a forum. No forums. Comments. Questions. Yell at me, etc. See you next time. Please right. scream at wheels in the streets. Ba, 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 ba.